Hello, and thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. I appreciate you guys checking out this episode of the show. I wanted to talk today about um, about working through some of your photo library stuff again. And I've been doing that a bit um, through this uh, part of the year, but I've been going back through my photo library. Like I talked about before, I was trying to do some hard drive backup stuff so that I have my photo library uh, copied over to a couple uh, different locations so that I have everything kind of backed up in a more reasonable way. I was, I was talking about the, the three, two, one backup strategy on a, a couple podcasts ago. And uh, so as I was trying to do that, I've been kind of going through those photographs and then uh, starting to do some, not recategorizing, but just kind of going through and grabbing some photos, putting them in uh, a little side collection in Lightroom. And then I'm, I'm going back to those at the end of the day. And then I'm trying to go through those photographs and do some re-editing to them. And so I've been either trying to do some recropping to them to kind of see if there's a different sort of photograph that I can pull out of it. Either, you know, make it, making a change to a photograph that I had originally composed as say a landscape. Maybe I can do something with it to make it interesting as a portrait, or uh, maybe I'm doing some things where I'm taking a subject that I had placed in the center of the photograph and I'm pulling it to a side or, you know, to one of the thirds of the photograph, but uh, I'm going through and doing some recropping to kind of restructure the images I'm also going back through and doing some re-color editing, uh, which uh, which works pretty good. But yeah, these second edits kind of go well. So part of it is like the the adjustments that you do to the photographs, that you know, kind of the specific changes you make to a raw file to make it look visually the way that you want to. And there's so many choices in that. You can make a choice, and then you can go back and make a second edition of those choices, and you can really end up with a whole new, at least artistic expression of that photograph, which is uh, kind of fun. It's cool to do and. It's cool to go back through the photographs and sort of rework them. And oftentimes you can kind of uh, redraft it in a way that uh, that maybe you like a little more or that uh, is, I don't know, part of a at least uh, something that you're sort of more excited about or more interested in than the, the first take of it you had. So a lot of the time this works better with work that's maybe more than a year old or more than six months old at the least. Um, I like doing it with stuff that's about two years old or so. And that's sort of where I've kind of gotten it out of my mind enough or you know sort of that project or whatever i was working on or at least even that artistic style of editing that i was into at that time uh, and i can kind of go back through and look at those images with real fresh eyes you know hardly even remembering the uh the time or the technique that i was trying to implement at the time um and i can go back through that photograph make a a, a digital or sorry a virtual copy in lightroom and then make additional edits to it in a way that i hadn't before which is cool and so a lot of the time those kind of lean toward um toward changes that would be maybe in like the color tone or you know like the warmth of the photograph or uh the like a coolness you know kind of shifting it more toward a blue or purple tone and uh, that can kind of change the the emotional impact of a photograph or a landscape photograph uh, a lot of the time and it's kind of cool to do that and it's uh it's nice sometimes it's like uh, softening stuff to make it just a little bit more simple of an edit you know a little less uh, dramatic or a little less present and uh, sometimes it's just kind of softening up some of the texture so that uh, yeah it just uh, is like a little little bit of an easier sort of light image uh, sometimes it's kind of making it more dramatic. I really have liked that too, of like uh, shifting these color photographs into black and white conversions. And you've probably been seeing those uh, if you follow the Instagram channel at Billy Newman or on my blog. I have uh, some Instagram um, black and white conversions posted on some blog posts there too that you can check out. But uh, but I've been going back through a lot of photographs and then doing these uh, these uh, black and white conversions and trying to work through with the color mixer and stuff to try and get these more dramatic effects in the black and white where you can really go in and pull say like the blue channel down to be dark or bright in the uh, in the mix of the black and white image and this can really uh, bring out a lot of these uh, 
kind of tonal contrast, sort of like using a polarizer or something. You can pull out a lot of these contrasts in the sky that uh, are kind of difficult to pull out otherwise. Really cool, though. You can get a lot of cool dynamics and cool textures and stuff in the sky and the clouds and the water and the landscape and stuff. So um been kind of trying to mess around with that, with the black and whites and stuff. And really with a lot of second edits of color photos, that's been pretty cool, too. And uh, I think uh, like going through and trying to make sort of clean print ready photographs. It's always sort of uh, like a thing that you can kind of update or, or kind of go back through and revise a little bit. But uh, also sometimes it feels like photographs are just sort of cooked and it's just sort of whatever it is, is the way that it is more often than not, you know, as opposed to just going back to an old photograph of say some mountain I had taken a picture of before. What's really kind of nice is, uh, is going back out to that same area with a, like a, another, you know, whatever camera I have now, and uh, whatever lenses I'm working with now and then kind of going back through the same area, but sort of with a different eye and uh, with whatever the environment my interests are now. And that sort of is like a whole a new experience. And you can kind of take that into the editing that you're doing with it, even if it's the same location or a lot of the same say types of photos of a mountain or a waterfall or some land feature or something like I would photograph. It's kind of cool to go back through those and uh, and sort of update the images uh, with a new camera, with new photographs, new files and uh and rework those so i've been kind of doing a little bit of both been kind of getting prepped up with some of my gear to get going on a couple longer eastern oregon trips uh, i've been doing some like day trip stuff that's been working okay i kind of talked about the long nights that are going on right now and i've been really hoping well but waiting for this uh the shift over into the daylight savings time hoping that that uh, kind of changes a little bit. I know it's just kind of the numbers and the clock, but uh, I hope it kind of shifts a little bit. And even by that time of year, the amount of um, of daylight versus night is a little bit more balanced out. It's kind of tough in January and then through early February, or like it would be in, I guess, November or December. But just the uh, the amount of darkness is just a lot of time. It's like 14 hours of darkness. Uh, so it's a lot of, you know, it's just a lot of time to be out at night, especially when a lot of the activities you're going to do are just going to be really only possible in the daytime. So I've been kind of trying to shift like a lot of my drive time tonight. Um, at least like while it's uh, safe or not frozen over or not, you know, snowy or icy or something like that. Not really trying to hit the mountain passes at nighttime, but, uh, I am trying to go through and, uh, like, uh, if I have like a long, I don't know, let's say like a four hour drive, and then I could get to a lake and do part of a day trip activity and then really, I guess, get kind of spent, do a lunch and then uh, kind of wrap up by three o'clock or four o'clock, drive back home, arrive by nighttime. That's really like a really pretty fully occupied day. But what I'm trying to do is, yeah, leave early uh, so that I get some of that drive time done in the darkness, you know, and like uh, if it's not getting bright out until, I don't know, I guess now it's like 730. I guess like uh, deeper in the winter it was like almost eight o'clock. Or it seemed like eight thirty or something by the time it would get bright out. So I was trying to leave a little bit, uh, a little bit before it was uh, light out, or you know, like a ways before it was light out, so I could get some drive time done in the darkness, or drive time back in the evening uh, in the darkness if I was kind of working the later half of the day. Um, and it works kind of good, and it gives you a little bit more time to be out there. You know, you don't have to like feel like you're, you you got to rush at five o'clock as it's starting to get dark, and you can kind of spend more time through the uh, through the evening hours to get some photographs, which has been cool. Um, but yeah, doing the drive time stuff in the darkness has been okay. It doesn't really work to kind of throw on the, like, I've been trying to like make a fire or something. If I was camping out, um, I would like set up a fire in the dark and then have that kind of going for a while. And that kind of does a bit, but in the rainier weather, not so fun, not easy to keep going. 
not easy to keep maintained and I, then it's not really that great to even hang out by it a lot of the time, you know, if it's wet and stuff, I'd rather just, uh, kind of be a little more protected after, uh, after nightfall. Um, and then I don't know, like, uh, yeah, it's just kind of tough this time of year. So I'm hoping daylight savings time will, uh, bring a little bit later evenings into it. And then we're kind of getting closer to the equinox by then. So we're a little closer to the 12 hours light, 12 hours dark that we, uh, we get to by that time of year. Kind of cool. I hope it kind of works out for us. So, I don't know. It's kind of stuff that I'm up to right now. I'm uh, trying to get set up for like a trip out to the Oahe River out in uh, deeper east in Oregon. I think it's like a bit east of uh, like the Alvord Desert that I've talked about before. It's sort of pretty far east in Oregon. I think the Oahe kind of runs through a good bit of, um, what is it, like southwest Idaho, then into Oregon, and then kind of cuts back over into Idaho toward the, the Snake River. And then uh, flows into, I think, the snake around, not boy, what is it, uh, Ontario out there? Maybe somewhere around there. But yeah, it kind of joins back in. But I'm going to go out there, and I want to try and check out some stuff, uh, check out some campsites and stuff through the wintertime. It's kind of cool. I like that, uh, that area. So maybe I'll try and talk about that more next week. But, um, but yeah, until then, going to wrap up another one of these short episodes of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. I appreciate you guys checking it out. You can go to the website, billynewmanphoto.com, to see more information about some of the photo stuff I'm up to, some of the, the quick uh, blogs I'm writing. I have a couple gear lists put up on the site, a couple links out to the wedding photography business stuff that I'm running and uh, trying to get some stuff more organized and uh, kind of set up for this year. It's weird with the COVID stuff, but, uh, but yeah, the wedding stuff is uh, kind of coming back in and uh, doing some work on that. Doing some other kind of busy work stuff getting things together but uh yeah you can check out the billynewmanphoto.com website to see some of the content that i'm putting up and until next time i uh, will talk to you later bye